Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Don't you turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, and we're going to read it in concert. By way of reverencing the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to stand by way of reverencing the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And this is Solomon speaking. He says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Father, we know that the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. And so, Father, I pray that the anointing will begin to move. I stand as an oracle. And so now, God, I decrease. And I pray that this word will not return void. God, the words will not fall to the ground, but there will be an accomplishment in this house. I pray that there will be receptiveness in this house. God, bind up every principality, every demon, every weapon. Oh God of warfare, Ridesha Kustinimu. Mando ribasha and let the glory sikunamosha let the glory of the Lord be felt in the place. I pray that we're not leaving the same way that we came, God. But oh God, even now there is a download from the heavenly domain, from the heavenly realms. For I do nothing of self, but oh God, let your name be exalted in this house. Be glorified. For we honor you now, Jesus. Ridande we respect the grace and so God let that grace move as we God honor you Ribosha
We say thank you, God, as we exalt your name. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to give your neighbor my sermon title on today. Look at your neighbor and say to your neighbor, neighbor, finish strong. Come on, talk to your neighbor, talk to the neighbor, talk to the neighbor. Look the neighbor in the eye and say, neighbor, finish strong. I don't think I heard some of you, come on. I give you a license to preach right now. Look around to your neighbor, say neighbor. By way of homiletics, three points. Number one, how are you running your race? Point number two, the battle is not for the strong. And point number three, endure no matter what. By way of introduction, in the arena of the secular world, it is expected for the fastest person to enter the race. The strongest and the fittest to enter the battle. The wisest to be filled with riches and much favor should be extended to those who are adept. It's evident that men's expectation on the potential to win is contingent upon our natural abilities. However, this perception is fabricated being predicated on one's might and human abilities. But in the arena of the Christian faith, as long as you endure and rely upon the Almighty God, you are destined to win. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise and say, I'm destined to win. Come on, I'm destined to win. I am in it. Come on, somebody. To win it. Come on. I am destined. I'm destined. I'm destined to win. Let me give you a synopsis of the book of Ecclesiastics just to give you a background. The book of Ecclesiastes by title means the one who calls an assembly. The author is King Solomon and is considered a wisdom literature. The theme of this book is to search for life's meaning. But the question is, why was Solomon searching for life's meaning? For in order to answer this question, one has to look at the life of Solomon. Solomon, you see, was the third and the last king of the united Israel. He was a very intelligent man, but he lost his spiritual discernment for the sake of political advantage and voluptuous living succumb to apostasy. He was a wise and learned man. Solomon wrote 
3,000 proverbs and 1,000 songs and is the author of Psalm 72 and Psalm 127. He's the author of the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. And he had 14,000 chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And Solomon is the son of David. And when he was about to come into the throne, the question was asked what he wanted God to do for him. But he never asked for riches, but he asked God for wisdom. For you see, when wisdom come, riches will come. And so after he had lived his life, accomplish everything because he was the richest man in that neck of the wood. Uh, you would equate Solomon to a Bill Gates in this time. He was wealthy and he had everything at his disposal. He had women at his disposal. For the Bible says even the queen of Sheba came to see him. And now Solomon is writing in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. He says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift, nor the battle for the strong. Ah, but at the end part, he says, time and chance happen to them all. Which brings me to my first point. How are you running your race? In the physical world, where if we were ever elected to run, we often engage discipline to ensure that we come out a winner. Jamaican-born Usain Bolt is considered the fastest man in the world, setting a world record of 9.58 in the 100-meter race. You see, he has achieved 11 world champions and six Olympic game championship. He is the first to hold both the 100 meter and the 200 meter world record. And the question is what caused him to rise to the zenith of his career? You see it was said that when he was young all he thought about was sports. Ah, But what caused him to get to the zenith was a very disciplined lifestyle. Uh, is he just running for the fun or does he expect something upon winning? You see the dichotomy between both race and the Christian race is that it's not predicated on human strength. Uh, however, the similarity is that there is a reward at the end of the race. You see, Bolt was running because he wanted to obtain 
the world record. Uh, we are running uh, not because of a world record. Oh, but we want to get uh, into the pearly gates. Uh, you see, we want to get into uh, the heavenly domain. You see, we want to get uh, over yonder. And I believe that is the best race any believer can run. Ah, you see, Solomon had to write these words because you see, ah, riches can get you over to the other side. And wisdom alone can get you over to the other side. Oh, but if you're gonna run the race, uh, you got to understand uh, that this is an eternal race. So there are three kinds of races. You got the physical race, and you got the race. Ah, to eternal death and you got the race to eternal life you see every person under the sound of my voice uh, is in one or two of these categories you see from a spiritual perspective those who are saved are in the spiritual race you see some started 10 years ago and for some of us it's five years ago and for some of us it's a week ago and for some of us it is now but the point is that the moment you make up your mind to follow Jesus you are automatically drafted into the race you are drafted into the spiritual race on the journey to obtain eternal life but I come back to tell somebody that the race is not for the swift and it has nothing to do with how you start in this race it has nothing to do with physical fitness it has nothing to do with our geographical location you see winning is not contingent upon size nor height but it's a crucial arrange turn to your neighbor and say a crucial a crucial you see we have been in the pandemic for one months one year and five months to be exact and you see the pandemic will prove what kind of believer we are you see the pandemic can mess up the world but the pandemic must not mess up the church ah, because you see we need to understand that even though we are home we can't forsake the assembling of togetherness you may build an altar in your home but there has to be a coming together you see if you have separated yourself from the kingdom you have missed the point you have missed what God was teaching because God was teaching that you and I are the church and anywhere we are we can connect in the realm of the supernatural 
for the journey, write them down. Number one, if you're gonna run the race in this pandemic, you gotta lay aside every weight and the thing that so easily beset you. Ah, that's Hebrews 12, verse one and two. Because nobody that run, run with load, oh God, on their backs. Nobody that run, they make sure that they strip themselves to the lightest of clothing. Because you see, they understand that it's a race and you can't bring certain things. But in the church, there are some weights that we gotta lay aside. You see, if you're gonna run this race, ah, you will be defeated in the pandemic if you don't lay aside these things. I heard somebody say that it's not the mask that's saving us, but it's the blood of Jesus. Some of you think you're saved by the mask, but you got it wrong. Sometimes I ask if I'm asymptomatic. Oh, but I remember that it's the blood of Jesus because there's power in the blood. And as long as the blood is in me, good God Almighty, the blood are the remedy. The blood is the cure. The blood will do the healing. get rid of unforgiveness we got to get rid of malice we got to get rid of lies we got to get rid of adultery we got to get rid of fornication we got to get rid of jealousy we got to get rid of backbiting got to get rid of envy got to get rid of wrath we got to get rid of strife got to get rid of pride we got to get rid of trusting in earthly things you got to get rid some of you need to stand up and lay aside you need to stand up and lay aside and say every weight that is on me in this pandemic I want to lay it down 
stand up. I say stand up. Come on, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. And said, I'm gonna lay aside. I'm gonna lay aside. I command myself to lay aside everywhere. why you can't mess me up. You know what the rule of engagement is? You gotta love God. You gotta love God with all your mind, with all your soul, with all of your spirit. You can't mess up somebody who love God. You can't because when Satan let me me bounce back right home. Rimosa, because I love God. Rimoko, lick me. I said, lick me down. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get right up. Because there's a love in my heart. You see, Paul wrote it. He says in Romans 8. Verse 38, he says, Good God Almighty, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature can separate me. What's wrong with you? You see, some people don't love God. That's why when you get a licking, you quit. Because you never love him. Ah, but when you love him, good God Almighty, Paul loved him. Rundek Sadamo, good God Almighty, you gotta check yourself. Do I really love God? Because I tested out a couple of times. There's a couple of times where I had some quit thinking and some quit speeches. And there's some times when some things come in me. But you see, some of you only know me now. But I've been loving kingdom before position, baby. I used to do demenial things that you consider demenial in the kingdom long ago. 
clean up church wash off floor that were black and muddy until my feet were black because I'm a kingdom builder I am not in it for money baby the business I do can yield me thousands per month I don't need tithing offering oh but there's something deep inside of me from the moment I come into the earth there was an assignment and no matter how I run away from it you gotta love God you gotta love God the pandemic will prove those who love God and those who don't love God some people already backslide because you see there's a time of testing for the church and the church don't realize that this is a moment of testing you can say you love me but you gotta prove it you gotta prove it so that's number two number three you gotta press towards the mark you're in a race uh, you gotta press you gotta first you gotta lay aside the weight then you gotta love God with everything that is in you and number three you gotta press towards the mark you can't stop running you can't allow different things to cause you to stop running God has given you a, 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 a responsibility and when the master gives you a responsibility uh, you can't walk away from it because it's the master I didn't say Bishop McKenzie I didn't say the Church of God of Eastern Canada I, I didn't say the church you didn't give me a responsibility baby the Church of God didn't give me a responsibility Bishop didn't give me a responsibility you see the Lord Jesus Christ gives me a responsibility and if he gives me a responsibility I can't be no fool but you see anytime you get a responsibility Satan brings everything to mess you up sometimes I pray for the prayer team because I say God do they realize the responsibility because when you come in for a church you gotta make sure you take out the prior team first the prior team speaks to God on behalf of the people so if you want to kill a church you kill the intercessors I say God keep them I say God open their eyes let them see uh, what they're doing in the realm of the supernatural. Remind them, God, that sometimes it may seem like it's not important, uh, but God sent an angel to encourage them, uh, sent a spirit to encourage them, uh, because uh, one of uh, the notable part of the armor, after God said, armor yourself, man, he said, put on the breastplate of righteousness, he said, put on the he said, have your feet set with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He said, put on the helmet of salvation. He said, get up the shield, the shield of Peter, and the sword of the spirit. But the last part says, pray in 
ministry in Adonai ministries. Back up Satan, Rimosa. We come against X, Obia, Incantation, Voodoo. As we are the warriors, Rebekete, we say fire. than the team now in Jesus name he says you gotta press can I go deeper you see the apostle Paul explained what it is to press when you're in a race he said brethren I come that I would have apprehended but he says what forgetting the things that are behind when you're a soldier in kingdom you don't carry baggages Koriba. You forgive and you keep moving. Forgive, keep moving. Forgive, keep moving. The church cannot advance because we remember too many things. Because you think you're among perfect people. None of us in here are perfect. We are a work in progress. And maybe you don't tell lie, but you cheat. And maybe you don't commit adultery, but you're a liar. All of us got something that God is still working on. So you can call us hypocrites, but we are no hypocrites. We're a work in progress. Let me go deeper. So he said you must forget. And when he talks about to forget, the Greek is epilanthanomai. It means failing to notice. And then he says you must reach forth. The Greek is epektianomonos. It means to stretch yourself forward. So if you're in a race and you expect to finish this race, you know what he says? Fail to notice the people who lie and cheat and are wicked. Don't notice them when you see turn a blind eye. And he says you must stretch out yourself. Stretch out yourself. Stretch out yourself. Because we're in a race. And we got to get to the finishing line. And so matter how Satan push your back. Stretch out yourself. When he push your back. Stretch out yourself. I say stretch out yourself. I say stretch out. Stretch out. Stretch out. Stretch out. I say stretch. Come on, fail 
to notice. Practice it this week, fail to notice. Some of the time people in Christendom, they, they flip up and they do some foolish things. Fail to notice, pray for them. Fail to notice, I'm failing to notice. I don't see it, I'm failing to notice. But while I'm failing to notice, I'ma pray for you. But that toxic behavior, not gonna mess up my spirit. Not gonna mess up my equilibrium. Because I am steadfast, I'm immovable gonna give up I'm pressing towards the upward way new heights I'm gaining every day a higher place that I have found God Almighty plant my feet on higher ground plant my feet on higher ground Swift and I'm coming. I 
And then he says, the battle is not for the strong. You see, battle is a conceptual component in the hierarchy of combat in warfare between two or more armed forces or combatants. You see, it's a hostile encounter or engagement between opposing military forces. Uh, you see, a violent fight in which people use weapons, a combat between two persons to engage in fighting to stop or to defeat. So to fight or to struggle against, that's what a battle is. Uh, when you're fighting, when you're struggling, uh, you see Adonai Ministries, uh, the moment you decide to follow Jesus, you are in a battle. Uh, it's not a physical battle, so you don't need no guns, and you don't need no bombs, and you don't need nothing that is physical. Uh, you see, you see, uh, Satan is just working over time against us, and that's why we experience our sickness and financial burden and job loss and pain and sorrow. You know why? For the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty in God to pull down stronghold. You see the battle, the weapons are not carnal. It's not flesh and blood. Uh, you see, it's just Satan using very strategies, very strategies uh, to defeat us. Uh, it's not fist, a fist fight. It's not WWF raw. It's not Mike Tyson uh, uh, versus uh, his opponent, uh, Mohammed. Uh, we're not in that battle, baby. Uh, weapons are not carnal. Uh, it's not a flesh thing. Uh, some of you need to get in the spirit uh, because you're too physical. Uh, this is not a physical thing. We're in a spiritual thing. And many times uh, you're being judgmental because that's a strategy. Uh, because the weapons are not carnal. And so Solomon is writing, for he says the battle is not for the strong. Can I go deeper? You see, according to Matthew Henry's commentary, one would think that in fighting, the most numerous and powerful army should always be victorious. Uh, and in a single combat, combat, that the bold and the mighty champion should win the laurel. Ah, but the battle is not always to the strong. Ah, good God Almighty. Ah, isn't it interesting to know that in the Old Testament, ah, when Goliath come after David, ah, and they gave David ah, soul's armor, he says, I can't fight with these. I've not 
approving them. So he had to take it off, baby. Put it down. And then God instructed him for the battle. God said, pick up five smooth stone and a slingshot. Grab your staff. Because just as you rip up the lion and the bear, this uncircumcised Philistine is no match for the Lord God Almighty. And so David just pick up his smooth stone. Position himself, draw the catapult, lick down Goliath, who's more than nine feet tall and a champion. But he lick him down, lick him for six, because he didn't know he's not fighting David, but he's fighting the host of heaven. Who am I talking to? Gideon. Decide to bring the army. But God says, scale them down. You only need 300 men. But God Almighty, can I go deeper? Send it to rip. Threaten Israel and said, We're gonna destroy you. Send it to rip. Come after Israel. Because they were strong and right there they had Egypt as an alliance and they gather everyone and the Assyrians they were more mighty more in numbers Ezekiah so smart get in the temple the Bible says Ezekiah turn his face wall and began to pray good God Almighty he prayed and he prayed and he went down in sackcloth and ashes and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed good God Almighty right in the night in the night who am I talking to says the angel of the Lord came down and began to slay 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 the angel came down and began to slay the angel 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 began to slay he began to slay Some of you are fighting the battle in your own strength because you have not engaged ah, spiritual warfare. Ah, 
you're cursing and you're cursing your enemy and you're saying all different manner of evil oh but you got to understand and so the battle go in the spiritual realm can I go deeper can I teach you how to war first thing you got to do is love your enemies then you put yourself on a 40 day fast and you begin to praise your God and you begin to worship your God you begin to adore your God get so high in the realm of the supernatural that the enemy can't find you he can't find you because you're too high you're too high come on Adonai you need to engage in the realm of the supernatural for the battle is not yours but the battle is the Lord stop fighting let God fight your battles for you but when God shows up your victory is sure for he has the power to defeat the devil and his army it doesn't matter what bids the tide God is gonna take care of you for God is my light my salvation whom shall I fear for God is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked I said the wicked come upon me to eat up my flesh they stumble I said they stumble though I hope shall encamp around me my heart shall not wither for it's not my battle the battle is the Lord There is joy in your sorrows. There's victories in trials for you. God is going to turn your mess into a message. Your test into a testimony. Your morning into dancing. Who am I talking to? Weeping. Only last the night out of night, your joy is coming. This battle is not your battle, it's not your battle. Come on, speak to it. Hands off, God Almighty. I give you this battle. I'm a stand back. I'm a watch and see the salvation of the Lord. For the last time, 
never fail, never fail, never fail. He cannot fail, will not fail. You're a winner, you're a winner. And as long as you're with Jesus, you're on the winning side. Who am I talking to? You're in it to win it. Destined to win. I say, stand on your feet. Get off the chair. Put your hands on your head. And say, I'm destined to win. I cannot, shall not, will not, can't feel. God is in my battle. Is in my storm. It's my time. Rebosa. I say, speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Unloved. Lay aside every weight. Put it down. I say, put it down. Put it down. We come to tear down struggles. Pull them down. 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 Pull them off the church. Pull them off the ministry. Pull them off your family. Pull them off your children. Pull them off your marriage. Pull them off your finance. Pull them off your health. Pull them off your children. you in humility and love we adore honor and magnify you we exalt your holy and matchless name we glorify and we acknowledge your supremacy and your sovereignty we extend honor to you majestic Lord the only wise God who is the ruler of the universe the true and living God who sent his son as a propitiation to die for our sins. You alone is God. And so we give you all the glory, the honor, and the recognition. According to Genesis 1.26, we arise to take dominion upon the earth. Lord, clothe us in your righteousness, creating us a clean heart 
and renew the right spirit within us. According to your tender mercies, blot out our transgressions. According to your word, you have given us power to tread upon scorpions. We tread upon every scorpion coming to poison our breakthrough. You said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds. Lord, pull down every stronghold in our lives in Jesus' name. Uh, in Psalm 3 verse 3 you said but thou O Lord art a shield for me my glory and the lifter up of my head uh, Lord we arise in our dominion and we take authority knowing that you are our shield and our buckler. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against around me, round about me. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Lord, you told Jehoshaphat that the battle is not his, but the battle is yours. And so, Lord, we give you our battles today in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple, to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, 647-882-9708 right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, Transforming lives for the kingdom of God.
Oh.